Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do spirit-led sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that I create under the umbrella to help empower you to find happiness from within, and sometimes it's music that's brought to mind that's relevant to the story. I'm a very musically inclined person, and I am myself. That's all I can be. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was actually listening to some meditation sounds and was just worshiping my Savior and being tearful, grateful uh, that he's carried me through so far in my life. I had an incredible day today working with a friend, planning uh, a small benefit concert for a single parent that is uh, terminally ill and is uh, not doing well, not doing well at all. I'm still waiting on a job myself, been applying for work, haven't been able to return to my job I had before a car accident that wasn't my fault, but because of the rules of the company and uh, delayed services from insurance companies, doctors, and even lawyers failing me. Uh, The Lord has carried me through and has brought me friends to keep me hopeful and healthy projects to serve other people keep my mind focused on positive things and as I was praising my Savior for a few minutes crying a little bit just kind of releasing my stress privately he whispered to me are you ready to talk about your love tour <laughs> I said I, I need a few more minutes and uh, he says take as much time as you need And he started revealing to me a little bit of the details of what the love tour is. And in 2018, I had received my vision, but I didn't have the name. And in the last few weeks, he's given me the name of our annual event. So that's what the topic is for today's sermon. I'll share as much as the Holy Spirit allows me to share and as many details as I have right now. And this is, keep in mind, this is in my mind, in the spiritual realm, in my imagination. When the Lord equips you and assigns you something, His plans reign supreme. His plans are better than our plans could ever dream up. So just keep that in mind, that when it does come into fruition, that it might be different from how I explain it, based on my level of maturity right now and my Uh, mindset's capacity of what is actually capable of happening. Uh, But the overarching goal and intention is for it to be an annual event to help help provide a sense of hope for people of all faith systems, of all ages, gender, socioeconomic status, and all people that like all kinds of different musical genres. So love stands for learnings, offerings, victories, and eternities. So each of those things I'm going to break down. 
So learnings. As we learn new things in life, it empowers us. And it also gives us a sense of responsibility to help other people that might not be at the same level of learning in their journey. To help them as human beings should not be taken advantage of. I'll give you an example. Uh, There are some adults that, and I know this might come to a shock to some of you, but there are some adults that never have learned how to read. And they have to sign documentations for properties or rental agreements, mortgages, marriage, all kinds of things. And how would they be able to sign it if they didn't know what they were signing? That's true. I know that that is true because one of my friends helped to teach adults how to read that had somehow fallen through the cracks and were able to graduate high school. There are all kinds of styles of learning out there. And Gardner is a uh, last name of a professor that developed this. I don't know what you call it, if it's a taxonomy or whatnot, but uh, he developed seven styles of learning. And there are seven different main styles that we as human beings, uh, he believed, it was a theory, I think is what we'd call it, um, how we learn best. Now, there's some people that learn through auditory, through their ears. Some are visual. Some are like kinesthetic, where they have to like build things or move their bodies to learn a certain thing. Um, Or writing down notes would be a kinesthetic. That just means like physical movement. And a part of the overarching purpose of of all things that I do, a population that we service is people with depression in the world, right? So if you have depression, it doesn't mean it has to debilitate you. It doesn't mean that you aren't capable of showing up to your job and being excellent, right? And doing above and beyond and helping other people, right? I was diagnosed with something when I was 14. I don't know if it was depression, general anxiety disorder, or both. I have no idea. My parents were very spiritually connected to the divine, and they were very against me receiving any labels. So I believe they told the doctor, don't tell her what she has, which made it extremely limiting for me to understand how to get a grasp on my mental condition. I knew there was something wrong with me because I had shut down and didn't talk to anybody at school for two weeks. Friends were concerned about me. Teachers were concerned about me. Lots of people were concerned about me. I was concerned about me. I had an abuser when I was a little girl from three to five for most of it. And then I have some memories up to seven. And it was a family member. So I had to learn how to hide who I am, my true self, because I didn't want people to find out. And this is very common for survivors of abuse. I didn't want people to find out that I was abused because I took the shame of someone else's choices as my own. So if you are a survivor of abuse, you might understand that and recognize that you've also done that. And you can heal from that. You can receive true healing from the Father, which would be a learning, right? 
And you might have a different faith system and we welcome it and we'll talk about it. That's a part of the E. I'll get to that in a little bit. If you have depression, you can learn things. But what often happens with people that have depression is they have negative thought patterns that have been ingrained in them from either actual adults, actual children, actual bullies, or spiritual attacks from the spiritual realm. And you get so used to hearing the negative thought patterns that you start to believe it is true. And then those neurological patterns in your mind become ingrained, become, become stronger and stronger and stronger. And so you have to unlearn the negative thought patterns and replace it with truth. So you'll learn in the love tour from all kinds of people that have been able to combat that. We will make sure we have real life, real stories, real science, relevant research, which is up to date, the most current up to date research possible. Those kinds of people, the top researchers of the world that have helped the most vulnerable of populations. Those are the kinds of people that will be showing up. They will be presenting their findings. for all socioeconomic status levels because everyone has the right to receive the best treatment for mental illness. That is my opinion. That is my stance. And I will make sure that I bring you nothing but the best. So that means it will be highly competitive to get invited to be a learning instructor at our annual tour because we will only be doing it once a year and right now there's little under 8 billion people worldwide so we're going to make sure we bring you the best of the best which means that we will have scouts and we will have people throughout the year looking at different events going on for mental health looking through peer-reviewed journals, empirical research in multiple languages to make sure that we, we bring the best to you at our love tour because you deserve the best. And the pandemic was a terrible thing that the enemy thought would be a good idea to destroy lots and lots of lives and to cause fear on all citizens of the world for an entire year and then projected media more fear for two more years and now they're trying to get us to get a shutdown again I think the people have realized that you can't trust your government to bring you the best but you can trust those that have survived those that have real stories real science and research and aren't going to be keeping any money from it that's my intention is that we will use <clears throat> donations to Aaron Nicole Ministries to fund our annual event that it will be a free event for you and your families to attend that is my goal okay that is my goal if we can't quite reach it it will be at the lowest possible price and we will make sure to partner with uh, whatever city we end up doing it in 
Uh, we'll start the first love tour in America. We'll partner with hotels and make sure we give um, discount, get the uh, the best deals possible for those that can make it to the event. Anything else on learnings, Father, before I move on? Okay, he's giving me a Bible verse. So I'm going to get my Bible out. <clears throat> I had brought it with me today. I try my best when I can to bring it with me. <clears throat> Even though I've been having some back pains, I try not to grumble and complain because nobody likes to hear complaints. Well, the Lord does, but okay. Which verse, Father? Chapter 13? Okay. Leviticus 13, verse 4 and 5. If the spot on his skin is white, but does not appear to be more than skin deep, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest is to put the infected person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine him, and if he sees that the sore is unchanged and has not spread in the skin, he is to keep him in isolation another seven days. The priests, ministers, spiritual advisors of all nations will be equipped with decision-making once again, coming very soon, regarding medical decisions the Lord is saying I have had enough with people not connected to me making decisions for my children you you've heard it all right father anything else on learnings before we move on okay all right <clears throat> so I'm back up I like to move around when I speak to you so you might hear my slippers on the ground because I got my cute little rainbow fluffy slippers on. <laughs> so O stands for offerings. So how I envision the offerings, similar to if you've ever been to a Joyce Meyer event, it's a free event and uh, she mainly focuses on helping to provide clean water in other countries and whatnot, which is a very noble thing. Um, I'm going to do things a little differently because I'm Erin Nicole. I'm not Joyce Meyer, and I, re I highly respect her. She's spent many decades facilitating and leading, um, I would say, a God-fearing life. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, we have, as, as an American society, we have been heavily attacked in the last three years. And uh, a majority of our monies, our offerings, will go unless my husband tells me otherwise because he leads our household, but I haven't been able to speak to him for almost a year and a half because of a death threat put on our lives last year. Uh, I imagine that majority of the monies flowing through our event for offerings, we will pass like buckets around. Like she, she had passed buckets around and she said, hey, we pay for this event from the, the sales of my books it's free for you. If you feel led to donate, we're going to be donating all your monies to, and then she says, she shows, you know, um, 
clean water and building clean water facilities in other countries. So what I envision is that the Holy Spirit and everyone will be able to pray to their own faith system, right? Under one roof. That's what I envision. We will collectively come together because where two or more are gathered, there I am in their midst. We will know. Everyone will be in agreement under that roof in that moment when we pray and meditate together as a collective body of human beings, all with one purpose, to help people with depression. We will collectively decide in that room that day where the money will go. You will get to decide where the money's going to go. And I envision that we will probably have multiple purpose. We'll probably have one that will be the main for the U.S. and then one that will be um, an international, uh, maybe missions fund or whatnot, so that we're not pre-planning it and trying to and trying to lead it as human beings, but allow Him to lead our decisions during that offerings time. We will get everyone into the attitude of praise and worship. We will have a variety of genres of music, a variety of languages sung, and you will be invited to sing along with them. There will be translators. I envision there will be like at some of the larger churches, you might see um, they have like headpieces where they have translation services. If you speak a different language than what the pastor or the minister or the preacher is speaking, it translates it over the phone, over the headphones. There is either um, automated translation services or there's human beings that translate it on the spot. If it's human beings, then the um, they might have the songs shared in advance to give them a heads up to help them um, be able to translate it accurately because there's a high level of pressure right if there's a bunch of people that are going to be hearing your translation and <laughs> it's a lot of pressure for someone that's <laughs> when there's a lot of things going on all at once and lights and cameras and all that that's what I envision so far. I'm sure the Lord will provide me with more details to make it even better and with more conversations with people once we have contracts signed in 21 days with all the presidents, first ladies, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Sage Robbins, my pastors, Joel and Victoria Osteen, Beyonce, and her husband, Jay-Z. I imagine we will collectively uh, meet to make sure that all voices are heard, that all faith systems that don't harm human beings will be respected under that roof annually so that people will be able to take something that they've learned and they will be able to teach someone else to not give up hope today, tomorrow, not ever. Anything else on offerings, Father? Okay, he's giving me a verse. Okay. Jeremiah 9, 11. 
I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, and I will lay waste the towns of Judah, so no one can live there. You want me to keep reading, Father? He's, no, he wants me to speak this out loud. I am fully aware of what you've been doing and hiding. Nothing is hidden from me. Sick, abominable people profiting off the children. No more. I've moved my hand of blessing. Everything of spiritual decisions will be made through Aaron Nicole Ministries. There is absolutely nothing hidden from me. Okay, he's giving me a verse. Ezekiel. What chapter, Father? Nine, four, and five. Okay, it says idolaters killed. Uh, verse four says, and said to him, Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. As I listened, he said to the others, Follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Wow. He's very angry with leaders of the church, leaders of a variety of religious positions that have been harming the children of the world. I think he picked me because in 2018 I had made the decision because of a birth control implant that had removed all rational thought from my mind. I had made the decision that I wasn't going to be alive anymore. It was made for me. The thoughts were so powerful. The spiritual warfare was so powerful. And the medicine that was supposed to help prevent pregnancy had caused my mind to lose rational thought. He had had enough. And I asked him after I called the 988 number. Back then it was a 1-800 number. I had gotten down on my knees after speaking to this man on the line and he helped coach me and encouraged me to share Move Happy with others. He encouraged me to get the birth control implant removed. And after that phone call, I had plans of action to stay alive. I had hope. And after that phone call and I got down on my knees, I asked the Father above to remove the thoughts permanently from my mind. I had never asked him before that moment. I had struggled 18 years by myself from off and on from suicidal ideations because of sexual abuse 
of my childhood, starting as early as three years old. And these people, the richest people in the world, are profiting off of sexualizing little children, selling them into sex slavery, or profiting off of their organs, or torturing them in private and then drinking their blood to stay looking younger. It's not pretend. It's not something that's happening in a far away land. It's happening right here in America from the richest celebrities, actors, actresses, the richest of the richest. And they tried to get me to join their cult multiple times from the first year of my calling because they have spiritual gifts from the enemy. But the spiritual gifts from the father for his children is way more powerful. I've had to deal with a lot of nasty, rich people, powerful people that have tried to pull me in all kinds of directions. Political leaders, military leaders. I married the best man in the world last year who knew my life mission was really from the father. He had tested it. He had tested me many times. And we got married in 19 days after marriage. His buddies kicked me out, forced him to kick me out of the house. Otherwise, they would have killed us both. That was the option he had. No good option. Because Biden's top security man had signed a contract with the Illuminati to steal from me for three years so they wouldn't kill me. They had to use me as bait, but they couldn't tell me because then I would have been involved in it. This evil group has infiltrated America and they're so good at covering their trail because they all work together. They're the richest of the richest and they pay a lot of political leaders to turn blind eyes. They're all over the world. That is World War III. It's the rich against the poor. The poor will win because the Lord favors those that help the poor. Jesus said, blessed are the poor. It might not make sense to you. It's not supposed to make sense to everybody. Choose love. That's what you're going to learn at these conferences every year. You're going to learn it from different faith systems. You're going to learn if you choose to show up. And you're going to learn how to love yourself more deeply. So that if you are one of the targeted, like I have been in the last three years, you will be so fully equipped that nothing, nothing can harm you. Nothing can mess with your mind. You will be better for your families. You will be better for your children and your grandchildren. You will be better examples for your co-workers and your bosses. That's how I envision it to go. That's my desire. When you have full 100% true healing from the Father, it's unexplainable. You just desire to help other people with no ulterior motives. I'm obedient. I've been obedient. And it's, it's about go time. we got 21 days left of this. 
this contest three years where they've blocked me from making money in America on purpose to make sure that everybody can see how powerful the Lord above all lords is. Nobody's helped me. The only help that I've received is when I've reached out for help for events and people desired to be a part of it and or had conversations in private that I wasn't aware about. No one's financially helped me. The Lord has grown the areas of which he desired for me to grow. And he's blocked areas of which he didn't desire to grow because it wasn't the right time. All right, anything else on offerings, Father? Okay. So V. L-O-V. So V is victories. Victories are what it sounds like. They're victories, right? When you have a victory over something, it means you, you have accomplished something. You have defeated an enemy of some sort. So victories will be positive stories of encouragement from real life stories of people that have overcome depression, PTSD, suicidal ideations, things of that nature. So these are where anybody, any citizen of the world can be eligible to send in their victory letters throughout the whole year. And we'll have a team of people that will comb through. They will read with real eyes, not AI computerized systems scanning for keywords. Real humans are going to read your stories or your children's stories or your grandchildren's stories of victory. And we'll pick random winners that will be invited to speak on stage to thousands of people. Or have your video that you've shot at home if you're a more like introverted person and you want to be able to practice it and not feel the pressure of speaking on a big stage. Then you'll have that option to have your video of your victory broadcast at the live event. And then uh, we would repurpose it for our social media to get the word out. The Lord reminds me of good leaders that have organized good events that I've learned from. And uh, I was a part of a direct sales company from 2015 to... Uh, I, I still was kind of a part of it in 2018... And towards the end of 2019, I really wasn't um, promoting the business so much as um, using, using the products, great products, great leadership. Um, at the conferences we went to, um, they had them once or twice a year where they'd have new product revealed. They'd teach us the real science of the, how the products worked, how it was patented, trademarked, all kinds of things. And they teach us, or taught us how to market it, what to say. We were number one anti-aging wellness company. We broke every single record. The direct selling news, um, which you have to have two years of verifiable uh, revenues. You have to have certain rules for your customers. It can't be a certain percentage of brand partners versus like business professionals in order to make sure it's not a pyramid scheme. There's all kinds of rules. And I got to be a part of this company that was good because the leadership was good. 
and a part of their conferences, what they did was shared real life testimonials from people that were either customers, from people that were either business professionals, or those that volunteered through their um, partnership with Big Brothers and Big Sisters, the either the little kids, the littles, or from the bigs. They were great leaders. And it was very inspiring to hear real-life stories of people being able to transform their families' lives through being a part of this business. And, I mean, we're talking real life transformation. I signed up to be a big because the leadership encouraged us to at our conference in St. Louis. I signed up for it. I had been laid off of my guaranteed teaching job. I was filing for divorce and uh, unemployment was very confusing and I missed a bunch of money that I was supposed to get paid and they told me, well, you snooze, you lose. I didn't have a lot of money, but I had time and I knew I needed something positive to keep my mind on hopeful things. And at a later conference, we had uh, each, each conference, we were opening like new countries, right? So they were like, here's what's coming in the coming year. And, um, there was, there was a good rhythm the company had every Tuesday. We heard from our senior leadership on what was happening. They told us about lawsuits they had. Everything was transparent. There were no secrets. And they had monthly regional trainings where we learned the language of which to speak. I learned how to get uncomfortable, right? Every day, how to get better. Talk to two people a day. Teach people how to learn about the company, either the products or the business opportunity. How to take them from not knowing to knowing. And you could be a basic person, human being, with not a lot of time and learn to be successful with it. So the testimonials were very powerful at the conferences. I remember a lot of them. And when we opened up in Colombia, they had shown how the translator of the president of their Colombia location was able to take care of her entire family. There was like, uh, I want to say like nine or ten people in their family. And because she was translating for this leader in Colombia, they were able to pay her and the family a good wage so that she could take care of her family. There was a lot of jobs that were being created because of the growth of this business, not just in America, all over, but it started in America. So the leaders in America were receiving percentages off of the sales of their business teams, right? And the only way that they grew is if they continued to take care of the baby brand partners. So they welcomed brand new people and they taught us all to do the same, to take care of everybody, no matter if you financially benefited from it or not. We were all one team. So that is something that I would like to share something similar, but it'll be called victories, victory stories. Anything else, Father, you'd like me to touch on?
for victories. Okay, he's sending me to the New Testament. Philippians 4, 13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And that is the truth. And him is the father. That's my faith system. So a couple of months ago, the father was revealing to me that I will have a uh, very public wedding that will be a redo wedding because of what's happened the terrible things that we're going to choose mercy on. And the, and the Lord had told me very specifically that it was going to be a wedding bigger than Princess Diana's wedding. And I thought, isn't that interesting that he would bring that specifically up? And then like days after that, all of a sudden I started seeing advertisements for Princess Diana. And it was like people were buying it on my deck. And then, I don't know, it was weird. It was cool, but it was weird. And, uh, Oh, the Father is so good. He's so, so good. I've clung to my, my faith very deeply, very deeply. In the last three years, it's been very isolating this contest on purpose because these evil people hack in at any point in time and they threaten my friends. They threaten my business associates. They're worse than bullies. They're terrorists. They're communists. They're terrorists. And they hate Christians because they are from the enemy. But I ain't afraid of no bullies. And the more time I spend with the Father, the more he equips me and strengthens me. And he said, all your events, online and in person, you will say the name of my son Jesus Christ. You will announce your faith at the beginning of all events. To let everyone know. So that no matter how long they stay at the event. They will at least hear his name. And I will continue. To bless you. I will continue to take care of you. To provide for you. To care for you. And to give you an outstanding life Aaron. Do you trust me? And I said yes of course I do father. He's kept me alive. These people. These evil people have tried to have me killed. How many times father? 52? 52 times. Since 2018. And I'm still standing. I was very strategic when I married my husband last year. It was not <clears throat> for anything other than because he was my friend. Because he asked me to. And I desired to show him dignity in his last few years of life. And I knew that I was, I was a safe place for him to be his authentic self and these evil people. <laughs> the only way they found us was by threatening my business partner, forcing her to disassociate from me, destroying my business growth opportunity that year. Hacking into all of my emails sent out. For, con for concerts, free concerts for veterans and first responders committing espionage 
And then a year after she disassociated from me and didn't tell me she was disassociating. I just thought she yelled at me the last time I talked to her. She had done that in the past. I thought she was just being her normal angry self. So I was giving her space to come back to me. I don't try to change anybody. I let people be themselves. I choose love. And she reached out out of the blue after I had posted that I had gotten married. My husband allowed me to post my photo. It was only my photo, my solo photo, because he's not allowed to be in the public eye. That's the commitment he made to our government. And she called asking questions about him. That's the only way these a-holes found us, and they traced the phone call of my former business partner. Warrant officer who served over 20 years in the United States military. They were perfectly fine with her being my business partner for the first couple of months of my nonprofit ministry when they didn't think anything of me because I had just rehabilitated from homelessness that they had caused on purpose. But they got jealous. My first couple of concerts, they didn't know my associations. They had no idea that my high school choir teacher had such high standards that he taught us such outstanding things that one of my community members from our high school had performed for a Super Bowl and I was keeping it hush hush private because I had received top level security training protections and he taught me how to not be braggadocious so I had changed how I operated my business after that and then they got jealous so they sent the first security man, Biden, his top security guy that had sent me to Trump's guy. Yeah, took me on a fake date, April 2021. He was paid over 800 to 850 acres. And I say a range because when I first met him, when he came to my house in Woodstock, Georgia, when I was renting a room from Diane Skokan, who they've killed, he told me he had 150 to 200 acres on the border of Tennessee and Georgia. And then, six months later, he told me he had over 1,000 acres. And I had asked for one or two acres for our Healing Harmony place. And he said, no, why would I? I'm trying to get more acreage. Why would I give you any? I said, oh, okay, I understand. Could we buy it from you? He said, no. Then he quickly changed the subject. He stepped back a few feet and he started flirting to a bunch of ladies, getting phone numbers left and right. He wasted a lot of my time. He was paid. He flipped his wiener out and asked me to perform oral sex in public in the middle of the day. A veteran and former first responder. He was paid over a million dollars to ruin my reputation from President Biden, who directed the order, his team, his leadership, trying to turn a Christian minister who was called into ministry from the Lord above all lords while in homelessness, safe housing, that they sent me to on purpose so that I would receive protections and connect directly to Trump's top security guy. He never told me who he worked for. He wasn't braggadocious. In fact, he told me, we're not supposed to tell you anything. But I told him what was told to me from the younger, immature man that thought with his penis instead of with his mind. That's the truth. 
We're going to forgive this man, but we're not going to sweep it under the rug. We're going to forgive President Biden, but we're not going to pretend like he didn't commit treason and try to damage a president's reputation and try to get intel by using me as a spy and informant without telling me, putting me in a dangerous position. If he's so concerned about this person that I married, then maybe he shouldn't have sent me to him in the first place in 2020. Doesn't it suck when you try to hurt someone and the attack gets rebounded back onto you? Doesn't it suck? Well, the Lord doesn't like people that brag. He stays close to the humble. He stays close to those who are truthful. And the military likes President Trump. Sure, he's made mistakes. We all have. We're not going to focus on his past mistakes. What we're going to focus on is how terrible our economy has turned into in the last three years. And how many people have forgotten all of the loss in America. We're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists. Yet I've heard many cases in the last three years where that's happened. We've turned into a very soft nation. <clears throat> I've been forced to turn into a warrior. I don't mind it so much. The Lord assigned this position to me in 2018 when I was very, very vulnerable. I asked him how he could use me in my pains. I desired to serve him, and he said, Aaron, you're going to be the person to help people with depression worldwide. And five years later, here I am. We're 21 days away from signing contracts with all the presidents, first ladies, and all the uh, major names that I listed already. My husband has every title that I have. We share everything. He might desire to stay in the shadows. He might not desire to continue on this journey with me. And I'll respect that because I don't try to change anybody. I allow, I allow people to be themselves. He told me he had a lot of concerns about me making money because he's seen it change people for the worse. Uh, I've had 37 years of being broke, being a forced slave in America. When they tell me I'm working, I'm middle class. No, I've been a poor person in America when I've added way too much value. So I'm not going to be broke anymore. And I'm going to be generous with my money because that's what the Lord told me to do. He told me by my 40th birthday, I'm to give 90% of my money away. All money flowing through my business. So I'm going to continue being obedient and I know he's going to bless it. And if he doesn't, then that's okay. Nothing will have changed. I still will give of my time. I still will serve other people. In fact, right now, I haven't had income from a job. I was hit by another car, July 8th. And I received emergency money from my mom. She shouldn't have to do that. I'm married. My husband should be taking care of all my bills. But they tried to kill us last year, so he's not allowed to even communicate with me at all. Year and a half. Very fucked up situation. Then, as soon as I get out of court, I get a phone call from a bank that I had asked to close the week before. I asked her to close my account. I was forced to get a new bank account close to where I was living temporarily 
last fall when they had targeted my bank account. This Illuminati had used satellite interceptions, hacked into my entire bank's website, flipped my money upside down. Abuse of power. I had asked to close that bank down, so I just had one bank account. So I wasn't splitting my bills on two different accounts. It's very confusing. They do that on purpose. Confusion is not of the father. I got a phone call as soon as I got out of court where I had received a lawyer, court-appointed lawyer, based on the paperwork that I had filled out based on my money situation that I had knowledge of. I submitted it. Then I get a call. She said, yeah, um, so this money just, just appeared in your account, and it's backdated. I'm confused. I said, I'm confused too, because I asked you to close my account last week. She said, I know, I forgot to close your account. I forgot to hit one more button. I said, okay, so you're telling me that you forgot to do your job and close the account? She said, yeah, but then she realized what she was saying, and I was like, okay. She goes, do you want me to mail you the check? I said, well, yes, and I'm also very confused. You're telling me that the date was prior to our phone call, but I called you last week, which is after the date that you're telling me. So they hacked into that bank account, so that's the second time they've done it. That's a new bank account. So the only device that had access to that bank account is the phone that I had purchased in 2020, the AT&T phone. And now I don't use AT&T as my service provider, so that's proof that these a-holes, they're losing. They're losing very badly. And they're even trying to, on purpose, cause my situation where I was falsely arrested from a previous boss that owes me over $11,000. They're trying to get me involved in some sort of false criminal charges on paperwork to get myself a lawyer when I haven't had a job because I lost my job because of a car accident. Motherfuckers, you're all going to prison. Or my husband's going to make sure you get killed. I give zero fucks left. 21 days, motherfuckers, fix your fuck-ups. Abuse of power. You do not get to have a badge. You do not get to profit off the pains of the poor. You are turning this into World War III real quick, the way you're treating me. Top veteran spouse. If I don't stand up for myself. Nobody else is going to. You forced my husband and I to separate. Year and a half, motherfuckers. We're going to have the best makeup wedding. Very public. And if my husband decides that he doesn't want to be my husband, I've already asked him to assign me a new husband. I asked him before we even got married. I said, if you died, I don't trust myself in my decisions with men. I made poor, very poor decisions before him. I, I own up 100% to my life decisions. I said, I would like you to pick someone before you die to take over, take responsibility, because I don't desire to be a single lady like Mother Teresa. She vowed her chastity to the church. I, don't, I desire to have companionship, but whatever the Lord desires for me. So I ain't afraid of no bullies. I ain't afraid of no bullies. E. E stands for eternities. Now, some faith systems believe in reincarnation, some, like ours, believe in heaven and hell, some believe that uh, you don't have any eternity, it's 
your your body is a natural being and it will decay in the earth and it will help to uh as your body decays it will feed you know the insects will feed off your body and then other bugs or whatnot will feed off of them and creatures will feed off of them right the circle circle of life whatnot uh, we will be having a variety of speakers that will speak on a variety of faith systems. Everyone will be respectful of everyone's faith system in the house, in the love tour, building, facility, whatever you want to call it, tent. We will make sure that all faith systems that do not harm human beings, especially children, will be able to speak and share from their religious belief system on life after death, spiritual warfare, whatever topics they believe would be relevant to help you to have an increased level of respect for other belief systems out there because in America we have the freedom of religion which is a beautiful thing that's what's supposed to be is the freedom to worship whomever you choose to worship and in order to keep that freedom <clears throat> which has been stolen from me for the last three years and they've proven it. They've proven it by blocking me from making money. They've proven it with messing with all of my associations that are Christians. They've traced it all. Every single illegal activity. So, you might not identify as a Christian. Maybe you identify as a Catholic, Muslim, a Hindu, a Taoist, a Buddhist, a scientist, an agnostic. What was the one father that uh, my uncle had, um, my aunt had told me at his funeral, my great uncle, I should say, my, grand my grandmother's brother, so my great uncle, he had passed away. It was very similar to the Christian faith, only they didn't believe in the Messiah. What was it called, father? It'll come to me if it's supposed to. Very highly intelligent um, people believe in this faith system. They, I believe they believe in Jesus Christ as a prophet. But not in the, uh, the Trinity. I can't, I can't think of the name of it. But in any case, we will be inviting a variety of leaders from different faith systems to step in and teach based on the topics to help you if you struggle with depression, to give you a sense of hope and purpose through different religious belief systems perspectives from their spiritual health. It's important, if you believe it's important, to have a spiritual practice. Now, one of the top-level leaders that we're going to be meeting with, she encourages this. Everyone knows who Oprah Winfrey is. And she speaks in a lot of her videos that spiritual practice is not a religious thing. Everyone needs to have a spiritual practice. She believes that we are all spiritual beings 
with physical bodies. I believe that to be true. I've witnessed it in the last three years since I've been called. Very specifically from the Holy Spirit. Very specifically, he wrote through my hands in the middle of having a death threat on my life where people had paid the top, the richest of the richest organization, private evil organization, had paid the top security man of President Biden to have me killed. And he had just gotten into his position. He was brand new in his position. I had no idea. I had invited him to my therapy experience, and that was only 18 months after the calling from the Holy Spirit on my life mission. He then added a new part of my mission, which was to start Aaron Nicole Ministries. And I had written, he had, he, I should say, he had written through my hands in my journal, the Father had written, because he lives and breathes in us, right? If you, if you believe in God, if you believe in the Holy Trinity, you believe that the Holy Spirit lives within you. And in my most vulnerable moment, where I wasn't getting good sleep, I was extremely in a fear state because people paid to have me killed. They paid the top security man of America, and I'm an American citizen. You can't get any more stress than that. It's difficult to imagine, but that was the start of the last three years of hell for me. The Father trusts me, and he's grown me into a, a resilient warrior to where that man, he's going to be asking me for forgiveness. And my husband, and we're going to give it to him. Because I've had to witness a lot of my so-called friends and associations be threatened over the last three years. He's just one of many that they have harmed because that's what they do. They try to isolate you, make you think you're alone. That's what the enemy does. He does it in your, in your thought practices. If he can get you to isolate by yourself, like the pandemic, if he can get you to think that you're no good, so he can get you to believe in the lies that he tells you, then you're not going to be living your true purpose from the Father. And the Father said clearly, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now you have to speak aloud whatever scriptures you believe in and practice. And the cool thing about being a believer in my faith system, I don't know if this is the same for other faith systems. If it is, I'd love to learn from you, and I can't wait for our love tour to start. Uh, but the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is that um, you don't have to have the Bible memorized. I always thought that that was the case when I was a young girl. I had, I had desired that I would know the Bible better, but I had learning disabilities from the abuse that was caused on me from my oldest sibling. I thought that I would always be delayed in reading. I thought that I would never remember what I read. Those were thoughts of the enemy. I didn't grow up in a household where it was encouraged to talk about my struggles so that we could problem solve together. I would have loved to have grown up in a household like that. I didn't. So I had to learn from other households, other parents, other friends, and learned to grow along the journey. And the Lord equips me now with verses. He sends them to my mind. 
in the middle of me just being obedient and doing these sermons for you and releasing the truth, the process, the progress in my journey. He's grown me into a confident woman that speaks the truth. And I also release my true emotions on the show because I bring you nothing but the truth. And I am a woman. And we are designed from the Father very specifically and intentionally to connect our emotions to our memories. That is why women remember most things that men do not wish we did. <laughs> and that is why I believe my hero of 2020 encouraged me, said I'd be a good spy. He kind of said it casually. He never told me that that's what, exactly what they were doing, <laughs> using me as a spy. But it makes sense why uh, the military uses women often as spies because we're very good at remembering things, remembering details. And uh, in any case, no one has paid me for my spy services yet. So remember, all salaries available online times 10 will be repaid. <laughs> uh, some things I joke about, some things are serious. Who knows what I'm being serious about? I had my counseling session today with my new therapist or counselor. She's cool. She's a cool lady. And uh, we talked about the fact that I laugh. She said, I like that you're able to laugh. I said, it's a coping mechanism for me, for sure. She goes, yeah, I imagine hearing just briefly about what you've gone through in the last three years. She says, it's, it's been difficult to process, to receive your information. So I'm glad to hear that you're laughing and you're able to, to keep joyful. That's going to keep your mind protected. I said, that is uh, all because of the mother that I grew up from. She was a meek woman, and she went through a lot of BS with my dad. He was a hardworking, loyal uh, man to his family. But he had his struggles, and uh, Mom chose to be a meek parent. And the meek, it says in the Beatitudes that the meek shall inherit the earth. Now my experience in the household growing up was that I wasn't allowed to express my emotions. She did not express her emotions because she had limiting beliefs and or was blocked from expressing her emotions in her household growing up. So she continued that pattern with me and as an adult receiving lots of therapy throughout um, my whole lifetime and various times and having lots of relationships with different people and uh, networking and doing business things and right and just living life I've learned things that I like from my parents things that I didn't like and things that I believe could be helpful to make your families even stronger cohesive units and one of those things is that it's okay it's okay to have your emo emotions it is okay to express your emotions to feel them to, re to be real in the moment of which you feel them. To not deny that you have emotions. Because none of us, none of us are born without emotions. The Father has gifted us all as human beings with feelings. Some people abuse the fact that they have emotions and feelings and they use their, they take actions based on their feelings instead of making sound decisions regardless of how they feel. I grew up on the, in the exact opposite. 
where my mother was so strong in her faith and her meekness and also hiding her emotions that I grew up in a very militant household. Although my dad wasn't in the military, both parents were from World War II veterans, their parents. So what I'd like to teach you to do things differently in your household, it's okay to express your feelings. Express it in a way that's going to be pr productive for you. And it's not going to hurt anybody else. So that means that you might make mistakes when you're first learning how to express your emotions. Journaling is very good. You can curse somebody out in your journal and then you can tear it up or burn it. No one will ever know except for you and the journal. You can write how you fell in love with your first crush, right? In elementary school, whatever. You can write whatever you want in your journal. I've used journaling my entire life. I started with a little diary. And then I, when I got into psychology and studying um, in school, I found out that it's used often in a variety of therapeutic situations. And there's a lot of empirical-based, peer-reviewed journal articles that talk about how powerful journaling is for people in their therapies. So I strongly encourage you to do that and also have creative outlets for yourself. Music is a very healthy creative outlet for me to not just sing music or listen to it and absorb it, but to create. In the last three years I've created 96 songs. That's right, bitches. 96. They tried to steal one from me. This evil group that sacrificed the children in private and charged a lot of money for people to do it. To drink their blood to stay looking younger. Yeah. They tried to get me to join their cult in 2018, 2019, sent a fake PhD in ministry. Divinity, excuse me. Over the course of a year. Told me she was a part of a private church group. Was going to get me funding. Very manipulative deceiver. She was a part of over 18,000 people that were paid to have my reputation ruined and 14,000, over 14,000 were paid to have me killed. <clears throat> the plans of the enemy are foiled from the Lord above all lords. Not all my songs are done. One of them I was working on with my friend today. <clears throat> we're organizing a uh, benefit concert. And uh, I said what do you think of this song? And so I, I played it, and it's a song that we had donated recently to the uh, Montgomery County Police Department. It's called I Gave the Devil a Run for His Money. It's the truth about what's happened to me. The Holy Spirit gifted me that song the day before court, and I donated it to the police department to use however they'd like, but it was just an acapella version of it and so we're upgrading it and um, on the spot after hearing it one time my friend is so gifted started adding parts and uh, said what do you think about this you struggle with bridges right I said yeah what about this and started doing a little solo thing I said I love it where should we put that part <laughs> that that is therapy for me that's one of the best kinds of therapy is music creation especially with another person so if you can look online for meetup groups for joining a band if you are a musical person do it 
There are so many people that heal through music, through the creation of music. And if you have a chance to perform it, even if it's a free benefit concert, right? You don't get, I'm not getting any money for this benefit concert. This person is terminally ill, has two children under the age of 10. The car got repossessed, was a teacher. They're not dying of cancer. They're dying because they're broke in America. And it's not profitable for the medical industry to help this person. What happens to their kids? So we're going to try our best to raise some money for this person that's in a worse situation than I am. I haven't had money from a job since July 8th. Except for some random amount of money that was transferred into my bank account. I don't have my bank account, my new account. I don't have it set up on the internet at all because I don't trust these a-holes. And they proved it <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Same day as court. They proved it. That they were able to hack into my second bank that I had to open up. That I shut down. Now I have a third bank. I don't have that one connected at all. And then I went and uh, pulled some cash out this last week. And I saw I had a thousand more dollars in there than I should have had. I have no idea where it came from. Because I knew how much money I had from the emergency money my mother sent me. That I shouldn't have had that money. Now, I'm not upset, but if people are committing felonies, adding money into my account to try and get me arrested for false claims on paperwork for court, then you better believe all their asses are going to prison. And my husband will make sure of it. But if it was a blessing from my day job that had stupid requirements for the insurance to not start till the 60th day and the insurance companies are being stupid assholes that's the truth they illegally committed medical fraud and forced me to use my day job's medical insurance to cover for the medical bills and said they'd reimburse me I said I don't have the money to pay up front for you to reimburse me I need you to pay all my bills up front but they were being bullies and they weren't doing it so then I hired a lawyer and the lawyers were told not to help me, so they dropped me as a client, even though the lady admitted full fault. That is how bad America is right now. But 21 days left. Things are going to turn around, so keep your head up, ladies and gents. Anything else, Father, for eternities? Anything else? The Father always loves good turnaround stories in his perfect timing. Okay, Leviticus 17, okay, eating blood forbidden, starting where, which verse, Father, verse 4. Instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to present it as an offering to the Lord in front of the tabernacle of the Lord, that man shall be considered guilty of bloodshed. He has shed blood and must be cut off from his people. Keep reading, Father. Yes. This is so the Israelites will bring to the Lord the sacrifices they are now making in the open fields. They must bring them to the priest, that is, to the Lord, at the entrance to the tent of meeting, and sacrifice them as fellowship offerings. The priest is to sprinkle the blood against the altar of the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting, and burn the fat as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. 
they must no longer offer any of their sacrifices to the goat idols to whom they prostitute themselves. This is to be a lasting ordinance for them and for the generations to come. Yes, Father. Say to them, any Israelite or any alien living among them who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance to the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to the Lord, that must that man must be cut off from his people. Any Israelite or any alien living among them who eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats blood and will cut him off from his people. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore I say to the Israelites, None of you may eat blood, nor may any alien living among you eat blood. Any Israelite or any alien living among you who hunts any animal or bird that may be eaten must drain out the blood and cover it with earth, because the life of every creature is its blood. That is why I have said to the Israelites, You must not eat the blood of any creature, because the life of every creature is its blood. Anyone who eats it must be cut off. Anyone, whether native-born or alien, who eats anything found dead or torn by wild animals, must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be ceremonially unclean till evening. Then he will be clean. But if he does not wash his clothes and bathe himself, he will be held responsible. Keep reading. Okay, keep reading. He says, Unlawful Sexual Relations, chapter 18 of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You must not do as they do in Egypt, where you used to live, and you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws, for the man who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. No one is to approach any close relative to have sexual relations. I am the Lord. Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. Do not have relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. That would dishonor your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That would dishonor you. Do not have sexual relations with the daughter of your father's wife, born to your father. She is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister because she is your mother's close relative. Do not dishonor your father's brother by approaching his wife to have sexual relations. She is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. Do not have relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. That would dishonor your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. Do not have sexual relations with either her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter. They are her close relatives. That is wickedness. 
do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sexual relations with her while your wife is living. Do not approach a woman to have sexual relations during the uncleanness of her monthly period. Do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. Do not give any of your children to be sanctified or excuse me, sacrificed to Molech, for you must not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. That is detestable. Do not have sexual relations with an animal and defile yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relations with it. That is perversion. Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways, because this is how the nations that I am going to drive out before you became defiled. Even the land was defiled, so I punished it for its sin, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you must keep my decrees and my laws. The native-born and the aliens living among you must not do any of these detestable things, for all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you, and the land became defiled. And if you defile the land, it will vomit you out, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. Everyone who does any of these detestable things, such persons must be cut off from their people. Keep my requirements, and do not follow any of the detestable customs that were practiced before you came, and do not defile yourselves with them. I am the Lord your God. I would like to close with a reminder of this sermon's topic, which is the love tour. There was a, a leader that had a show for a long time that had that word publicized in their show, and this leader was going against how the Lord desires for sexual relations to be used. You heard what all the do-nots are in the law, in the Old Testament. Now, the love tour is an educational experience for us to learn how to respect other faith systems, to learn other victories from other people, to not give up hope today, tomorrow, not ever. I bring you the truth based on my faith system. And my faith system tells me I have to speak the truth to you and the Holy Spirit lives and breathes within me. And it says right here, verse 22, do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. That is detestable. Now that is the NIV translation. The, the father of all of us, and this is what my husband trained me on. He's very spiritually connected to the father. The father desires for us all to not have sex at all. I know, I know. Our world is very worldly. We're supposed to be different. If you are a believer in your highest level of connection to the Father, in all faith systems, right, the highest level of connection is to not have sex at all. There is a super power when you're celibate. So if you want to be at the highest level connection to the Father, then be celibate. Don't be sexually immoral. Sex confuses and adds drama to situations that you don't need. It's intended for married couples. That's how the father desired it. Now, in the Old Testament, many of the men had many concubines, and that was legal. That was allowed. They had taken virgins, even King David. I'm a descendant of his. He had multiple concubines. 
multiple wives. That was legally acceptable, but it caused a lot of drama. So when Jesus came down to the earth, he reminded people to love and to be kind and to not judge, be judgmental and whatnot. Um, if you're going to have multiple relations, if you're going to de design love in your definition in your household as having multiple wives, keep in mind that you're going to have to pay for all those wives, all their shopping needs, all their periods, <laughs> all their emotional needs and they're going to get jealous of each other so keep that in mind same goes for the ladies that want to have multiple partners right there's poly relationships it happens it's in the bible too and you can even have not so good marriages right people can cheat on each other all kinds of things right so uh We'll bring you nothing but the truth in the love tour. To help you to become even more empowered to find happiness from within. We all define happiness differently. Um, the foundation of my happiness starts with the Father. And... progress, the journey for me has continued to bring me hope to not give up. But I already made that decision in 2018 when I had a, a birth control implant. And I haven't. I haven't gone backwards since then. These evil people that have profited off the pains of harming people on purpose and forcing you to buy prescription drugs and force you to live in fear because they've been allowed to project fake media in America and around the world to get you to buy things, right? Or to get you to just be afraid because they are ruled by the enemy. Spiritual warfare is real. Demons and angels are real. We believe in it all. And they inhabit people. If you allow the enemy to have footholds. So get plugged in. Get plugged into Bible-based churches. If you can. If you can, that's been my hope. And serving other people. And moving every day. And connecting to good, wholesome people like my friend I got to spend time with today. So I'll keep you guys, I'll keep you posted on uh, how this, this uh, benefit concert will go. It'll, it'll probably be a small um, venue thing. Um, but just me being a part of it and being invited to be a part of it made me feel really special. I said, I will give as much as I can to help you with this, but just recognize that I, if I get a job, I might not be able to spend as much time. But for right now, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> So I'm grateful and I'm obedient. The father told me to be a part of it and to help organize it because I'm really good at bringing people together and organizing things like this. I'm really good at bringing people together. That's one of the things he's, he's born me. He designed me before I was even born to be good at bringing people together. So I'm obedient. All right, father, anything else? All right, he's sending me to the New Testament. <clears throat>
James 2, 11. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Choose mercy. Choose love. I actually am looking forward to having a private conversation with the top level leaders and hearing this man apologize and forgiving him fully and moving on in life. He's going to sign an accountability contract so that he doesn't do this if he's still in, allowed to be in his position. And I'm going to show him mercy and allow him to make mistakes because I've made a lot of mistakes in my past. I haven't been receiving payment to have anybody killed, but uh, we all make mistakes. We're all humans. And when we show people mercy, it comes back to us. And the Lord had already told me, had shown me my vision in 2020 in safe housing that I would be meeting all the presidents. And it was very clear on the vision. And it's taken me three years to fully conceptualize why those particular people will be in the room. And it's, it's going to be a very powerful meeting. The Lord has led my steps for every part of my journey. Even when I got off course, even when I got distracted by terrible relationships in the past or bumps, speed bumps in the road, in the journey of life. None of it, none of it has caused him to say, mm, changed my mind, you're actually not going to have this anymore. When he promises things to his children, he keeps his promises. That I know for sure. Uh, so if you'd like to have a personal relationship with the Father and connect with him directly at any time, day or night, <clears throat> repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't earn it or buy it. You give it freely to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I know I make mistakes, but I don't desire to. Please come into my heart and show me how to be kinder to others. Father, I, th I thank you and I praise you. I receive this gift. In your heavenly name, I pray. Amen. You just prayed that prayer for the first time. We want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church in person. And if they have small groups, we want to encourage you to get plugged into a small group. That's where you're going to actually meet people, have people's names that you can add into your phone to have fellowship. Sometimes they do like weekly, um, like a spaghetti dinner and everybody brings a side dish and whatnot where you can meet, you can have fellowship, you can read a little bit of the word and build healthy, strong relationships with others. Iron sharpens iron and people can pray for you. You can pray for them. And if you have kids, look for a church that has uh, children's 
um, like Sunday school programs or youth groups for junior high and high school age. If you have college students in the household and you'd like for a church that has a college program, look for it. Um, you'll probably find that probably at a, a little bit larger size church or ask your neighboring universities if they have churches that they partner with for their college students and ask for a list of those resources. You can also look if you're a military person, you can ask um, the chaplains for a list of churches in different denominations and whatnot. That's what they're there for. They get a salary from our taxes to provide the military and veteran spouses with their spiritual health for any faith system. That's the beautiful thing about being an American and uh, being in the military. So anything else, Father? Any ask? Okay. He'd like me to ask you to donate any amount you feel led to our ministries. Uh, so you can go on our nonprofit website. Just go to org. So that's E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot O-R-G. And uh, any amount, we thank you. And uh, that money will be used after we sign contracts. Uh, we'll make it public that the money will be used in a variety of ways. Um, we'll be funding our research to help with people with depression in a variety of uh, domains, ages, whatnot. Um, we'll use it to help pay for eventual um, hiring of a website crew and advertising, I'm sure, for our events online and in-person events and whatnot. And uh, we'll be public with everything of how we spend the money and um, where the money flows in through and whatnot. Everything will be transparent uh, on our website uh, 24-7. That's the intention, at least. Um, I don't know how to do those technical things, so we'll hire that out. Um, anything else, Father? <laughs> don't forget to tell someone you love them today and we'll see you next time